This is Mission Qualphone, a monthly podcast that takes you inside the workings of our company, but not just the ins and outs of business. We look at the ideas and insights that make Qualphone truly unique. As a company, we are committed to being the best and making each person's life better. Join us as we get to know and learn from people from across the organization. What's their story? What have they learned? And how do they live out Qualphone's mission? Welcome to Mission Qualphone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the Mission Qualphone podcast. Whatever day or time you're listening to it. It's still funny, Jeremy, when um, people will contact me about a podcast that, you know, like let's say episode 10 with Mari Carmen or Abel's or whomever's and how it, I always think about timelines in like Star Trek, like right. <laughs> <laughs> things happen at different times. Anyway, it's one of the many things I like about the podcast that, you know, people find it when it's time for them to find it. So Yeah, and they'll they'll ask you about something that, that maybe was recorded a year ago. And so you have to think back, oh, I, I'll have to go back and refresh my memory. Yeah, that happens to me, oh, too. You're being kind. Neither one of us remembers. <laughs> well, no, no, we don't. <laughs> It's they, funny that, and you mentioned the timelines, because that's totally how it works, is people will, and because I do the same thing, if I'm binging a podcast, another podcast, to me, it's all recent, even though it might be a three-year-old episode, I, I for, mm-hmm. don't make that connection, so that's one of the fun things about podcasts. Well, this is, um, I mean, we're on season three, and this is episode 55. is that that right 55 55. and so one of the things that sort of naturally occurred is I think we we did an episode of just you and I and people like that and we've kind of decided to insert one of these every season and and the season's soon coming to an end so here we are just you and me yes no guest yeah yeah, just let me circle back on that. And by the way, I hate that phrase, circle back, Oof. <laughs> um, to that idea that we don't remember. It's not because we're callous or anything, but it's sort of like, these are conversations. It isn't, like, I'm not an actress. <laughs> we we have jobs. and But so we're really present in the moment when we're doing these podcasts. But the, again, those moments could have been like three years ago, so... I, I won't necessarily remember conversation or specifics, but I do, I mean, I love every episode and I'm, I'm grateful for every one of them. One thing too, that this observation is not nearly as deep as yours just was, but from a logistical standpoint, you can't see cause we don't have a camera on, but I, I literally had like a lazy boy in here that I sat in. And the nice thing about the lazy boy is it's super quiet. I could move around. It wouldn't make any noise, but it just was not conducive to working in a lazy boy. (laughs) So I had to wheel my actual office chair back in, which is much better, but it squeaks a lot more. So if you hear extraneous, you know, squeaky noises and, 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 and I've no, and I'm such a, I'm so picky. I'll hear, go back to past episodes and go, my gosh, my chair was so squeaky where most people probably don't even notice it, but the squeak is back. So I just wanted to prepare you for that, Marisol. If you hear squeaks, it's my chair. That's okay. My cat just climbed into my pantry. <laughs> well, 
And here's a, here's another little behind the scenes thing, because Marisol and I work on this all the time. I bug Marisol about other things that have nothing to do with the podcast. So I'm in the middle of making a training module and I wanted videos from various leaders around the company. So of course I reach out to Marisol and I guilt her into making a video for me. Oh, you didn't and, get me. You, uh, you did a total sales. I mean, well, Dave Burton should call you. <laughs> yeah, you? <laughs> I, I, I used, uh, you know, one of my various closes and it worked. And Marisol made this wonderful video, but I did chuckle because I hear your dog kind of scuffling around in the background. And I just think that's funny because that's just kind of the world we we work in now. I mean, that's just part of this whole working from home, recording a podcast from home is you will hear <laughs> different sounds that you wouldn't ne necessarily hear if you were working in an office. And to be honest, I think that's kind of fun. It's a cat, not a dog. And oh, really? I have two cats. Yeah, two kittens. Okay, um, well, well actually, it, sounded, no. it sounded big like it was a dog, like a big dog. So it's just an active cat. It yeah. was. It's two kittens, or they're cats now. And actually, one <laughs> of our former guests are, is the reason I have the cats, because he guilted me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> adopting them during, I think it was during uh, the pandemic, and he shared some stats about cats and in need and I looked locally and they were and well so here's the way if you ever need Marisol to do something you just <laughs> have to appeal appeal to her heart or make her feel guilty whatever so there's a tip which just is very easy to do <laughs> <laughs> uh so we're gonna kind of review season three talk about you and I and our total vocation and and just our check-in about why we do this what's the intention behind the podcast because I you know, one of the questions we get, I get sometimes is why we don't do this on video. And I think you listed a few and I, to do video would be a whole nother level of insecurities. I would have to climb this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just too tired to do at this point in my life. No, seriously, it's, um, we're just going to talk about some of the highlights of the season, the intention behind the podcast, which is very genuine, which is, you know, you and I are employees of the company, and there's so many wonderful things that we do for our clients, for our customers, for our employees, and there are also complicated topics that sometimes it's hard to do justice to in a format other than a conversation. Uh, right. Some topics, like you said, use the word deep, you know, that we could say that, that like our mission, it's, it is a topic that apparently we can just keep doing episodes on. I really never thought we would get to this. I thought this was going to be like a 12 episode project. Right. I really not see it continuing on. We've talked, I think you've answered this question before. But like we say, times change and people change opinions. Do you feel like you're doing your total vocation? I do. And actually, I felt that way for for a while. And, you know, uh, pursuing your total vocation, I'm sure you can relate to this, right? Is it's, is it's not something that a light bulb goes on and all of a sudden, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And so I can kind of trace back when when I think about my total vocation, I was an agent in a call center back around, you know, I've, I've worked in call centers since the early 90s. 
and back around gosh 99 it was right it was we were i was working for a company preparing for y2k remember that marisol remember y2k <laughs> yes. that was makes awesome me feel, makes me oh. feel so old we need to ex- say what y2k is because we do have quite a range in demographics so y2k you know, we, we, have em- <laughs> we have employees that were born after y2k oh you so, know what yeah they can google it but yes i remember <laughs> y2k yes so Y2K, for those don't remember who don't remember, the year 2000, right? That was that was going to be changing from 1999 to 2000, and the fear was that, you know, whether it was hardware or the power grid or whatever, there was there was concern that that rolling over to 2000, that a lot of the equipment and software was not was not prepared for that <laughs> that it seems so silly to talk about it now but that's what it was right it's like the um, end of the world might like happen the <laughs> end of the world we were that was the first time we hoarded toilet paper <laughs> right that was the first time so anyways i was working at this company and and literally companies would sell y2k compliance you know uh, i worked for a company that sold networking equipment and stuff like that and you know, we literally would have engineers could go out and make sure that your network is safe and prepared for Y2K. But but no one really knew what was going to happen. Well, what happened was nothing, right? It was fine. There was no problems. So I'm working for this company uh, as, as an agent in a call center. And I had an opportunity to help with some training. And, and I wasn't a, I wasn't a, a full-time trainer. But I was able to help put together training modules. And and I remember like every quarter for a, a couple years, they would allow me to do put together training and deliver the training. And I really liked doing it. And I thought, this is something that I want to do. And so around 2003, trying to think, I don't know, early 2000s, I, I got a job working for uh, Gonzaga University. If you're a basketball fan, you've heard of Gonzaga University. It's right here local in Spokane where I live. And I got a job basically as the marketing person for a leadership master's degree. It was one of the first online master's degrees in leadership. And so I traveled all over the, the country and and promoted this program and Anyways, to make a long story short, when I started with Qualphone in 2006, it was another company name at the time, but has since been acquired by Qualphone. That's what I came on as. I was kind of blending. I was back in the call centers, but now I was in the leadership and learning and development piece. And really from that time on, Marisol, I've kind of felt like I've been doing my total vocation, right? It's it's still dealing with adult education, which I which I had a, a passion for. It's back in the call center, which I had experience in and and really like the energy around call centers. So since about 2006, I feel like I've been doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And that's awesome. And being at Qualphone has just reinforced that, being surrounded by my leaders like Al Baranachia, Roberto, our chief mission officer, you know, they're very much about 
vocation and helping folks align with their total vocation. And of course, that's what our mission is. So yeah, I'm super fortunate that for the last, what is this, 16 years now, I think I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And that's super exciting. That's awesome. I think I, we, you and I talk about your total vocation offline, um, mm-hmm. you know, just as, as friends and, and coworkers often. And I, I definitely know that when you're editing our podcast, you're doing your total vocation because you're totally. great at it. <laughs> well, well, thank you. And I completely and I, nerd out. I, you know, I complain. I'll always complain to Marisol. Oh, I'm going to have to edit this. So there's nothing I'd rather be doing than editing. Oh, to be and honest. to watch him do it for the audience is to watch someone doing in their flow. Like I, I've told you, because you visually see how to edit our audio, which is a talent. It's a skill. It's a skill set. So I think, you know, watching you over the last couple of years working on this and other things, it feels like you're definitely doing what you're supposed to be doing. Well, thank you. And I, and I do, I do enjoy doing that. So, you know, when I complain, Marisol, that I have to edit, that's going to take a lot of edits. I'm really not complaining, right? Because yeah, that's what, I, that's what I like doing. So. I think I point that out to you. Yes, you do. You you remind me. Remember, you like doing this. I know. I know. I just had an insight into your marriage. Um. Yeah, yeah, totally. You don't know how accurate that is. Yes. So I guess I'm going to ask myself that question, or do you want to? Um... Well, let me ask you, Marisol. Do you feel like? And 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 I know the answer to the because it's nuanced, right? But do you feel like you're living your total vocation right now? Uh, <laughs> I am nuanced, aren't I? Um, yes. So there are moments, there are days when I, like you know, at this moment doing the podcast with you, or you know, when I get when I was in Mexico earlier this year in Cuatro Cienegas. And there's moments where I, it's, it feels almost like magical. Like, how did I get so lucky? How am I so blessed to be doing this? And then there are other days <laughs> where I, I, you know, the few, where, I, where I, when I'm in the present, I'm happy. When I'm in the future, I get very like, I don't know, I can't, I still can't answer that question you hear it in my voice i get super nervous and i'm still like working it out and and trying to figure it out you know talking about our guests in season three there have been quite a few who are like if they're lucky enough to do this till till they retire they would be totally blessed and and i agree with them on that but at the same time (laughs) i feel like um my neck becomes constricted and (laughs) a lot of commitment (laughs) which is an insight to why i'm saying (laughs) and I feel that the weight of that phrase total vocation like I just feel there's so much I want to do in my life and I feel like I'm just getting started to be honest um that I'm just now at you know the age the tender young age of 49 figuring out what I want to do when I grow up which is really the stuff that lights me up that you know like I said flow that I enjoy doing. It's of service. It's of value. And um, it's been interesting. It's been interesting. So I can't answer the question yes or no. I say there there are days where I just feel like I'm the luckiest woman in the world. And then there are other days where I'm like, 
oh, I would love to do this X, Y, Z or this other career path or other life. But I think, you know, that might just be me. Right. Well, you use the word flow, which is a which is the right word. That's a great word. And and it's kind of an obvious question, but what's the difference between working for you, working in your flow state, right? This state of flow versus just the regular routine mundane things that might be thrown at you over the course of the day. What's the difference of, of the quality of the work? Oh, I don't think it's the quality. It might be the type of work. Is that maybe? Uh, and when I say quality, I mean, because here's where I'm here. Here's what I'm thinking is. If I'm doing something that I think falls in that total vocation category, right? That flow. Mm-hmm. To me, it it's like it doesn't seem like work. Yeah, no, it's right. It's, you go to bed exhausted and it's the sweetest exhaustion because you your whole capacity your whole energy has been used towards something that brings you joy right and right. i find that a lot at qualfin and that again is why we're how many 65 episodes in um that's w- why we're able to continue doing the podcast is because i do feel that um more often than not working at qualfin and that's that's huge it's a huge blessing in my life but yeah I don't know I I, I there are things I want to do in my life and I, I I like I said I just feel like I'm getting started like I'm just getting my sea legs back <laughs> right, right. I do know you know we talk about our stairways program and do you want to tell about it again in case someone's yeah, just yeah saying? so I, and I have the privilege of I say I lead this stairway team. To be honest, I have a stairway team that's just awesome. Daisy, Carla, and Rosalie are the three ladies on the team. And what I do to lead them is to just stay out of their way, right? And we, over the, about three years ago, we launched a program called Stairway. And it is a, it's all about total vocation. That's what it's for. It's helping individuals is open to anyone in the company at any level. Uh, it's kind of a, a career development self-discovery program. It walks you through various introspective activities that help you learn what you're interested in, where your strengths are, uh, the idea to to match your strengths, your passions, your talents with a career that will be the most rewarding to you in inside or outside of Qualphone. And that's what's unique about it, right? To us, it's a victory if an employee leaves Qualphone for a better opportunity. And that might seem a little odd because you'd think we'd want to keep all the good people. And we do. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. We want to keep everyone. But our mission is to help people pursue their total vocation. And if their voc- if we can better prepare them for an opportunity even outside of our company, we count that as a victory. And it's the stairway program that helps to do that in conjunction with like our mentorship programs that we have. Those are all designed to help people pursue their their total vocation. 
So I mentioned this team, I've got this wonderful team that we're in the process of basically doing a major overhaul. Uh, and here's a little sneak peek. I think I'm safe to say this. So our Q, our monthly QML will be about the relaunch of Stairway. And I think that'll be in October. So just a little sneak peek. But Marisol, I don't want to put you on the spot. In fact, Marisol directly told me before we started this not to put her on the spot. I'm going to put Marisol on the spot because she is I'm a in guinea stairway. pig. You're a <laughs> guinea pig. She's going through stairway. So I won't I won't ask you to report on it. So you know what we're talking about firsthand, what the stairway program is. So. Yes, I, I do. And I am ecstatic for the relaunch and i can't wait to be the guinea pig for the for the relaunch so i i the way i describe stairways is i think of all the money i spent on self-help <laughs> the last 10 years in yeah. uh, coaches and <laughs> and it's here for us for free to yeah. to kind of do some self-analysis some thinking and what I will share about my experience with stairways is I, so a, the word spirituality keeps coming up for me as being very important in my, my vocational aspirations, which shocks me. Every, still every, I did not see that at all on my bingo card of life. Did not think <laughs> that that would happen, but I see that and um, creativity and communication, which Again, when I'm, I feel like I'm so lucky. It's the days that I'm working on on projects that allow me to do the things that that I do. It's it's really informative. It's some of the stuff I know about myself. Some of the stuff I I was surprised. And I think that's the the cool thing about stairway. It is the self discovery part. And and you're not the first person who said, "Hey, that surprised me when I found this out about myself." And that's what's really cool. And I don't want to go on a, a leadership tangent, but one of the things we talk about a lot in like our supervisor training is this idea, and I call it bigger conversations, right? It, 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 we have to elevate the conversations we have with with our team members to where we're not just talking about numbers. We're not just talking about metrics. Those things are important, right? That's that's how we justify our existence as a business, right? We have to hit metrics. We have to have results. But where the magic happens for a leader is when you're having bigger conversations, right? Because three years from now, I'm never going to look back and say, I had this great supervisor named Marisol, and man, she could really break down numbers like you wouldn't believe. And that doesn't matter to people. But if if they can say, I had this great manager, Marisol, who helped me overcome this challenge or believed in me that I would be able to pull something off that I never thought I'd be able to pull off. Those are the things that matter, right? And so long range, big, big topics like total vocation. Are you doing what you feel like you were put on earth to do? Those are big, big conversations that will really make a difference with people. And the fact that that's, we've got stairway, you know, we've got mentorship programs. The fact that that's part of our DNA here at Qualphone, that is huge. That or, is awesome. And it's, it, 
it's really, you know, I was, uh, it wasn't related to work, but I was listening to someone speak and they were, they, they were doing a speech about where people spend, what is important to people. You can see it in their spending habits. Mm. Um, and you can apply that to a business mm-hmm. and we put our money where our heart is. And I think many of us understand that. And again, it's why we have 55 episodes, which I want to also mention, you know, we've had some great guests every season. We've had some wonderful guests this season. I know there have been a lot of people who connected with our CFO, Jim Gilman. I can, that podcast I know meant a lot to people who got their, who finished their education later in life. And, you know, Sarah Carpenter, she had a quote in there that has stuck with me, that has stuck with me. I probably think about it, I almost want to say daily about the opportunities and picking up the baton. Mm-hmm. Like when something happens in my life, I'm like, is this an opportunity? Am I not picking this up, this baton up because of, I'm scared or insecure or blah, blah, blah. So she, you know, we talk about leadership and where I've landed on on the word leadership, it's it it's like a spectrum. There's all kinds of successful, brilliant, different, unique ways to be a good mm-hmm. leader. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the more authentic a person is, the more the natural leadership abilities come up. And I think the more people get to practice being a leader, the stronger leader they become. And I think it's something anyone and everyone has uh, the ability to do. I think every interaction you have, a, you know, <laughs> the potential to be a mentor, a leader, a, a servant, uh, the best version of yourself. And it's mind blowing to me to work for a company that that's really in their DNA. And that's what they're trying to help all of us practice in right. in our interactions. And that's just, again, I can't, I hate to say that it's a differentiator from our competitors because I don't know what our competitors truly feel. And I, I, you know, Roberto, speaking of Roberto earlier, he's really changed my mind on that because I I hope our competitors feel the same way we do and treat their employees the same way we do. Because I want that for for anyone and everyone. And we're a huge industry. I mean, huge industry. So if we can all collectively step up in our evolution, it's better for the world. Gosh, I didn't. That, yeah, for sure. <laughs> that got deep. <laughs> that was that was deep. And and I want you know what I want to share. I'm going to quote myself. Is that okay? Can you quote yourself when you were talking about the interactions? You know that that's a that's a a critical point. And I would always make it a point in the supervisor training to say, and and keep in mind, this is training for brand new supervisors. And I would always say every interaction you have, you have the opportunity to either make that agent want to do a better job or look for a better job. (laughs) You know, it's really up to the, there's a lot of pressure on supervisors and and I would want them to know that, you know, you, you can look at all the reasons people 
stay with the company or leave a company. And there are multiple various reasons. If we put them all on a pie chart, by far the biggest slice of that pie is the relationship they have with their direct supervisor. So there's a tremendous amount of pressure on supervisors and that interaction. That's why when you said the word interaction, because that's the key moment. Every interaction you have, are you going to make that person feel like they want to do a better job or feel like they want to leave to find a better job? Because it's really that simple. And I know for me, you and I have talked about this before too, because we're not perfect, right? I know personally, because I've had conversations with my boss, Al, and with with his boss, Roberto, our chief mission officer, that when we fall short, and it happens, it's a big organization. We've got 15,000 employees. 16,000. How many? How many? 16,000 employees. So you know that we're not perfect. We're all made up of imperfect individuals. And we see it on our monthly QML calls. We always have a question and answer period at the end. And oftentimes, if we're whatever the principle we're talking about is someone will ask questions about someone who's falling short in this area. Okay. And I'll give I'll give you an example. Our last QML was about ethics. So we had a wonderful presentation from our chief legal officer, Rob Knockwalter, and our chief compliance officer, Kate Crispignani. Phenomenal presentation. The Q&A comes in, and as we expected, I mean, this is what you expect in the Q&A. You know, a lot of the questions were like, well, I have a supervisor who does this, something that's unethical, right? And I know that our leaders, it's a struggle because we're not perfect, right? We're not perfect, and yet we want to be perfect. And so I know I know Roberto, for example, you know, he feel he personally feels bad when there's a shortcoming, when someone is not living up to their responsibilities as a mission leader. Because let's face it, in an organization of 16,000, not everyone's going to live up to that standard. But what's awesome to me is that we have leaders that are so personally disappointed and and so in personally invested that that there are these shortcomings that are brought to light. And so, you know, we do the best we can. We have a great mission. We have good leaders. That doesn't mean we're perfect. But what makes me feel really good is that when we do fall short, there is an absolutely genuine effort and concern to reach out and fix those things. And that's that's great. I think that is a differentiator. What I'd like to say to that, maybe I'm practicing my total vocation, <laughs> but, but is um, we're not perfect. I mean, it, this isn't a, a question. Right. We're by the human experience. We are not perfect. But the the challenge is to try to be the best versions of ourselves that even like the best version of maybe what your parents thought or what your family, you like you as an individual and we're we're not going to have 16,000 employees acting perfect 24 hours, seven, we're all fallible. We're all going to make mistakes and we're, but we have an organization where that's what they're attempting 
for us to do. That That's what they, you know, really want from every single employee, every single interaction for our clients, for everyone is to be self-actualized and be living their best life. And that's phenomenally crazy to me still to this day. 55, 55 episodes. I'm still like, do I really work for a company that truly wants me to self-actualize and and transcend and and become the best version of myself for me, not for the company, not for the profit or benefit of the company, but for myself. Like you pointed out at the beginning of the podcast, if I figure it out and, and leave the company, I know that I'll have the blessing of, of the leadership as I go because they want the best for me. We're both very lucky. And that's why we're here. <laughs> yeah. I hope my boss is not listening only because I don't want him to be embarrassed. He's a very humble guy. Al Baranachia, by far the best manager I've ever had, ever. And he's very genuinely concerned. You know, when we're promoting someone to a new position, he's genuinely concerned about, is this a good opportunity for them? You know, that's his number one priority. So this people to person that we talk about within our organization, it's real. I mean, it's real. I see it every day in my boss. I'd just like to add that I think I've heard that from multiple people about Al, mm-hmm. that, you know, he's the best boss that they've ever had. Yeah, so that's um, that's the talent we got here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we're almost at the end of the season. But, you know, one thing that will be interesting for some of our audience. So we've mentioned this before. We, You and I have never met. Right. In person. Oh, I, we started this right before or right after the pandemic. Right. But we are, we've been assigned a new duty coming in January where we're going to both be in Mexico and Cuatro Cienegas for our company's annual summit. And we'll be meeting for the first time. Yeah, that'll be interesting. It will be interesting because it's the thing about podcast. I, I believe is that you feel when you look, I understand why people feel that they know me or they know you after listening to 55 episodes of us, but that's the same for being a co-host. Like, I feel like I know you, like, right. I feel like I should send your wife flowers. And be like, <laughs> I <laughs> understand. Your condolences. Yes. Yes. Oh, <laughs> um, no, just easy. But you, you know what I say? I feel like we, we've been partnering on this for, for a few years now. So it would be interesting to meet in person, but. Yeah, we have the summit coming up in Cuatro Cienegas, Mexico, and I'm terrified about it, but <laughs> excited <laughs> too. <laughs> uh, we're emceeing it, so that's where my terror is coming in. And you'll do Which, a wonderful okay. job. You'll do a and wonderful you're, job. You're, yes. You will probably literally roll out of bed then <laughs> to show me fine. And I literally, <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. I have, I think about summit every single morning. Oh but no! I start my work. I sit down and I think about it, and I, I, I like try to visualize what it's going to be like. And yeah, no, I'm totally stressing out about it. Totally <laughs> out of my comfort zone. I kept trying to explain to Mike and Roberto, Mike Mar, our CEO, and Roberto, that you know, podcasting is not the same as emceeing. It's, it's totally different skills, and I didn't win the argument. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll you'll do fine. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it'll be fun. 
you know, to see you obviously, but to see a lot of other folks that we've had on the podcast that I've never met too. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that as well. Yeah, it's going to be, be a lot of fun. We're going to also, I think, uh, try to use that time to do a lot of recordings while live recordings yeah. while we're there to share then later with the audience. And it's also hybrid. So we're going with the times we're growing. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be available to, to, more people and it's it's in Cuatro Cienegas, Mexico, which I've literally traveled, I think, all over the world and it's one of my favorite places. Thank you, Jeremy, for another great episode. And I know you talked about supervisors. Our next upcoming episode will be Edward Landon, who is a supervisor in Guyana. Okay. And we'll be able to talk about supervisor training, which you facilitate and i could share stories from when i was a supervisor (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure we'll hear some of those that'll be awesome yeah (laughs) (laughs) jeremy's laughing because he knows that i don't want to tell these stories but i think they'll be good content so we'll go with it awesome yeah it was fun this these are fun these are fun to to have these we love guests but it's kind of fun when it's just the two of us too so thank you marisol bye guys And make sure to listen and subscribe because it really does help our stats. And if you want to get in touch with us, you could follow us on LinkedIn. And if you'd like to learn more about Qualphone, I invite you to check out our website, Qualphone, Q-U-A-L-F-O-N.com. Thanks, Jeremy. Bye, Marisol. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mission Qualphone. Remember, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Please subscribe. And we'll see you next time on Mission Qualphone.